Before this interview starts, we would like to put in a little disclaimer. This interview was recorded before the government gave its advice for people to shun pubs, bars and restaurants on the 16th of March. That means that some elements of this conversation will have been suspended by the government's advice. In this second episode, we have one of the most knowledgeable people in the food and drink industry when it comes to trends and shifts in the economy, Peter Backman. He will help us getting a grip of the current situation as well as how we navigate the future. We'll also be talking delivery's role and he'll be giving top tips for survival in the coming months. Thanks to our amazing partner Jason from HGM, Simon from Tahola and Nick from Vita Mojo, who is making this possible. Tune in and grab pen and paper. Welcome everybody to this special edition podcast. Today we are having the 16th of March and our beloved hospitality and restaurant industry have ended in what I've been talking about the last couple of days, uh, probably not a perfect storm, but a shit storm. And this is all due to the famous coronavirus. A lot of the leaders are dealing with extreme uncertainty and looking you know, ahead to a, a time where they don't know how to navigate. And to give us a bit of you know, guidance and help, we have today uh, a very, very knowledgeable guest, Peter Backman, and he has decades of experience within the food and drinks industry. So welcome to the uh, the podcast, Peter. Uh, welcome to you, Michael. As well, great to speak to you. And Peter, for, for people that doesn't, you know, can't, you know, place you and don't know who you are and what you've done, can you give them just your like 30 seconds elevator pitch about where you're coming from and what is it that you are doing in the sector right now? So my job really is where there is chaos, I bring sanity. Uh, I've been looking at the food service market for, as you said, decades. And that's given me loads of experience, uh, lots of different people to talk to, seeing things from many, many different angles over quite a few business cycles. Obviously, nothing like this. But I've got uh, a lot of um, knowledge and expertise and experience, and I have an inquiring mind. And I use all of that, really, to um, enlighten people across the food service sector, Uh, whether they're operators from Wormwood Scrubs to the Ritz. Neither of those are clients, I have hasten to add, but, but I hope you get the message. I cover the whole of food service. I work with investors, notably uh, investors in the restaurant sector, and I work with suppliers from farm to fork. Great, Peter. So in the last week, um, the people that have followed Twitter, LinkedIn, the, the normal news is that you know we are in a, probably the, the darkest hour right now of uh, hospitality and a restaurant. What is uh, your, your views on you know, the, the, the industry, both you know, short-term but also long-term? Where are we now and where do you think we are headed? within the next uh, six to 12 months? Well, the short term is dire. I, I, could, I could find worse words, but dire is uh, the word that I'm, I'm beginning to use nowadays. Um, and that arises you know, because things are going to close down, because customers are not going to come through the door, but also because there's a lot of uncertainty and we're faced with something where there is no known cure at the moment. This is very unusual. For example, when we had the last banking crisis 
in uh, 2010, uh, the central banks had a, a sort of a cure for the, for the problem. Right now, we don't have a cure at all for uh, the coronavirus, and it might just go on and on and on. I d I'm pretty certain it won't. Um, the scientists are working night and day, uh, is my impression, to get the solution, and they will. But right now, there is no, no way to solve uh, coronavirus. All we can do is manage the fallout. And that has, makes things, as I say, totally dire. Where things will be in one month, two months, three months, I really don't know, um, except that there's going to be a lot of rubble around. For the longer term, um, it depends really on what happens in the short term. I think one one good point, that there are positives. Um, this time next year, uh, comps are going to look brilliant. Yeah, yeah, that's a good good way of looking at it, yeah. But there are, you know, being more serious about it, there are questions around who is going to survive, in what form are they going to survive, um, how are consumers going to change. Um, you, the delivery market has had a little bit of a boost in the last couple of weeks. Is this going to be a mood shift or a, a, a culture shift towards restaurant delivery? Um, what, is, what lessons uh, are business going to learn? I think this is a very important issue. Um, are they, what lessons are they going to learn around investment, the size of the balance sheet, the type of business model they, they follow? You know, is franchising going to be better than um, being self-run? Uh, you know, lo loads of questions around that. Um, so, you know, uh, for, for the short term, it's dire. For the longer term, it all depends. For the long, long term, my view is that the industry survives because it always does. And it will not only survive, but it will thrive. Um, it will just be that I think different people, different companies will be the leaders, will be the successful ones. Um, and different operating models possibly will be in place as well. So I think, you know, the world is changing uh, and it's being changed because of, because of coronavirus. And uh, you, you mentioned delivery. There has actually been a lot of, you know, written about that on social media, LinkedIn, Twitter, that, you know, comp is up with 40% on the, uh, the delivery thing. What, what is the, your, your view on that? Because that could be for some people, you know, mitigating some some sales but i guess like anything else uh how far how far can that run when is that going to be closed down is it going to be closed down that's that's also questions that we it's an important question absolutely um but going back to a slightly earlier observation of yours delivery is not going to solve the problems of the industry um in the short term uh, for some companies Uh, providing they can keep on delivering, um, it's going to be good for them. You know, I, I'm thinking of companies like Domino's. There aren't many like Domino's who, who are large companies and just exist on delivery. Uh, they will probably do okay for a bit, but what happens when people don't, when the riders don't turn up? Um, and don't provide the infrastructure for getting the stuff from from the restaurant to the the uh, home. 
what happens if there are restrictions on um, who is allowed to travel where. We just don't know. So, um, you know, delivery is a bit of, a bit of a bright spot at the moment, but it's not something that uh, is going to solve the problem for for people, um, you know, over the next few weeks. Yeah, and I, I talk with a couple of uh, people I uh, work with clients that I said to them, yes, it's a great idea to to turn to delivery now or turn it up if you already have it existing and maybe offer more products there. Uh, or some of them have actually has to, you know, say we, we'll just have to try to get on now to uh, to see if we can mitigate some sales, you know, get something in, you know, and uh, you know, it's just that they have said themselves, we don't know how far we can pull this, you know, and, and again, it's also waiting for delivery to get them online. I guess they have a lot of pressure on their systems as well to get onboarding different different types of operators right now. In a way, um, I saw Grubhub in the US. I think I picked that up. That they have uh, taken, you know, said that there's no fees for a period of time. And I don't know if I got that right. You maybe know that Peter better, but that's interesting. The third-party platform actually say that right now it's not time for taking commission. Is actually making sure that we can get food out to people. Well, I think that sounds. Um, I, I'd be a little bit cynical about that. Why should these companies take that view? Um, I think more practically, uh, what what a number of them are doing are saying is, well, you know, our riders will just drop the stuff by your door rather than see you uh, and increase the risk of infection. So, yeah, sure, um, things are going to happen around delivery, but as I said before, it's not the it's not the answer to the problem. It's going to make things quite a bit better for some a little bit better for others and make no difference to to the rest so so what are you saying short term it's taking it hour for hour as an operator and uh, and see what's happening and long term it's very difficult right now to say what actually how how deep is this actually going to hurt the industry but it's going to hurt a lot that's what i hear you saying well yes i mean you know if, if the government by the end of the week says all restaurants will close down um you know that's it there's no business they um suddenly all these costs that they've they've got have got to be paid for out of no income and what happens under those circumstances the the good thing is that um restaurants wouldn't be the only people in that position there will be you know retailers across the country will be in that position as well so um Uh, you look at the airlines. Look at the the travel business in general. Um, that they're all faced with a situation where their business is literally decimated. Um, we use the word decimated uh, too blithely. It means cut down to ten percent. And you know, um, you've only got to run the numbers over your business, any business, to see what that actually means. You know, how long can I last? For some people, um, they'll be able to last a bit. For others, you know, it, they won't be able to last more than a few days. You mentioned the government before, uh, Peter. Um, what is your your view on the government support? Uh, because um, I'm originally from Denmark, where the Danish government have been out putting out a big package to uh, to business and say we will support salaries, we will support 
infrastructure. There's a lot of things that's done from a financial point of view to support these businesses to, you know, stop stop the bleeding as much as possible. There's not a full saver package, but uh, there's definitely some help out there where there's been a lot of, you know, shouting from operators, especially on social media uh, the last couple of days about, you know, the government needs to take action and, and support our industry or else we will be in a serious problem in two weeks from now. Well, okay. So this sort of steps into an area that I find deeply Difficult, and and that's the whole area of, of politics and balancing social needs and so on. Um, my my impression of our government is that they've probably got a, a sound plan, but it the the ground is shifting all the time. Um, when you when you see the um, advisors that uh, Boris Johnson has, it gives you a lot of confidence that they're thinking very seriously about all the issues. That's the impression, whether, whether or not it happens is another matter. Um, but what you actually do with that information is uh, really, really a challenge. And, I mean, I haven't seen messages from the government about what this means for my business or what it means for other people's businesses, because I think their priority at the moment is making sure that the infrastructure is in place to cope with the first issue, which is people being taken ill. Um, so there is, um, uh, I think that is, seems to be where their their focus is at the moment. We we heard from the budget last week that um, the uh, the NHS will have whatever it needs, um, and that money is generally be going to be made available for the longer term, which gives me a little bit of hope that as things evolve. There will be help, no doubt. There will be forbearance from from the government in, in terms of collecting taxes and and so on. Um, but the government also needs money to keep going. Um, it will borrow money as necessary. But as I say, um, this is an area that I I, I p- personally feel very uncomfortable about because I know very little about um, politics. Um, which is probably a good thing, but but right now I should know more. So there's definitely, definitely, you know, as you say, you have the hope that will be a package coming out, and I think that's you know that's also we need to have the hope in a way. That's because there probably is a package. If you look, if you were to look around, you would you would find um, information um, about what is available. It's just not very clear at the moment, um, and and no doubt there are whole elements of of government policy which are just a work in progress yeah yeah good so if you um in the time we have i think that the next question is one of the essential one if uh, you should get some top tips advice to operators and leaders out there in the industry what should they do what is the top three things to do short term to 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 get through the the storm we're in okay so my my overriding um philosophy would be uh, no matter how difficult it is just keep your shirt on um keep as calm as you can uh be analytical about the issues um about the problems about the solutions um be calm um uh, find find as much uh, information about all of the relative issues as you can. 
Um, and I'd sort of drop in a little note here that I'm working with a, um, a company, a, another company, where we will be providing information on how the the restaurant sector is actually operating, doing this on a daily basis with a lag of 24, maybe 48 hours, so that companies will at least be able to see how they are performing against their peers and about against the industry as a whole. Because one of the, one of the big issues that I have found over the years is that when things don't look very good, at least if you're performing as well as other people, that gives you a bit of confidence. And confidence is what will be an incredibly short supply over the coming um, weeks and months, I think. So I think the number one issue is keep your shirt on, keep calm, be analytical, and and look out for whatever you can. Um, Being more, more specific about that, I think, it's important to be in touch with your stakeholders, both to communicate to them what you're doing and to learn from them what they're doing and what they're expecting. You know, employees, suppliers, funders of banks and investors and so on, landlords, all of these people will be faced with similar, not necessarily the same issues as you, but similar issues. Um, keeping in touch with them either directly or through social media or at least reading about them is going to be incredibly important um, because that will give people a clue as to what they should be doing and another clue as to how they should be communicating. So that's, I think, what is needed over the next few weeks. For the longer term, I think it's still a a case of keeping your shirt on, but also, I think there will be opportunities for people being quite brutal about it. There will be company failures. Some of the company failures will be of companies that don't deserve to exist. But others will, will be companies that are basically in good shape, but are really suffering. And those represent opportunities for other people who have got it within them, who have got the resources to cope. As I say, I think it's, it's fairly brutal but it's uh, it's going to be the reality. So what you're saying is, in principle, if it's short or long term, is to you know keep the shirt on, face the facts, and remember to communicate with all relevant stakeholders. Yeah, Over communicate even more. Make sure that you actually are in touch with them on a regular basis to understand where they are and to give them a picture of where you are. In a way, I I think that's right. I'm I'm a little bit concerned about over-communication, because if everybody's over-communicating at the moment, we just won't have the bandwidth to cope with anything other than looking at messages on on Twitter and LinkedIn and email and so on. But um, being very aware uh, of of what's going on and communicating as necessary, I think it's very important. So if if you're an operator out there and you said that, you know, where, where should these operators, you know, go for, for help and support in all this? Uh, what have you picked up recently? One of the big issues is that um, things are or, and or will happen at lightning speed. Um, think that, you, you know, you wake up in the morning and this is the picture. By the time you go to bed at night, it's changed. And that is... We're going to find days like that over the next few weeks. 
Um, so I, I guess what, what I would say is the important thing is to identify your own problem priorities. What, you know, what, what are the, the problems that are priorities for you because you need to solve them uh, and, and then go from there. Um, so government trade associations are, are pushing out information. Um, knowing where to go, you know, which part of the website to go to is going to be important. A really existential issue for many companies is going to be money. Um, therefore, talking to banks, talking to investors, talking to sources of funds in general, that's going to be um, very important for any finance-related issues. And an awful lot of the issues are going to be around that. Um I, I think uh, friends, family, competitors, suppliers, all of these people are useful sources of information, providing you don't just go with the views expressed by the first person or the last person you've spoken to. I think at this stage, it, I, I would say it's really difficult to come up with a blanket suggestion, A, because things are going to change and because different people, different companies are in different positions. So it's finding out what you need right now and go and ask for help from people you think will be able to, to, to help you in this situation. It's finding out your own situation and gaps in principle. Yes, I, th I think that's right. As I said, um, identifying what the, what the problems are that you're facing and identify the priorities. No doubt, You know, if you sit down and start writing out the problems, you come up with 20 pages of it. What are the top three? Or what are the ones you can do something about? You know, that that's really what it's going to be about. Um, if if we go a bit back to, to you, Peter, because this is also, as you said in the beginning, is impacting you and the people you work with. Uh, what is your, like, uh, top, three advice to keep sane in all this you know because you know every day as you say like you know as as human being we like to we we're creatures of habits so we like to know what's coming and we like to be in control but this is taking away from us in the big 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 in, in one minute you know all the the basic things of you know we're in survival mode almost we're back to being in back in nature and the big big dinosaurs are hunting us around Yes, I saw um, um, a newspaper article a couple of days ago likening this to the Black Death. Well, it, it's not like the Black Death, fortunately, but it, in in its nature rather than it, it, its size, I think it is. We are in unknown territory. So I think my my number one reason for remaining sane is uh, is is to be calm and analytical or as calm and analytical as you possibly can be under the circumstances that, and then i think if survival just mere survival is your top priority then think short term do the things which you wouldn't normally or go through the thought process that you wouldn't normally do by thinking short term Because survival, as you said, is the is the number one issue. If you're one of the minority that that are broadly okay, then I think you should be looking out for opportunities. What can you how how can you benefit from the current situation? And there will be people who benefit. Um, 
legitimately, and and unfortunately, there'll be people who benefit illegitimately as well. That's the that's human nature. But overall, um, it's um, there will be opportunities for those people who those people are really in the right position. So, Peter, we we we're coming to to an end here, but we're trying to keep them uh, short and brief so uh, people can get quick advice and move on. Is there any last advice you would like to give the the industry or general people out there that's looking for a, what can i say a bit of hope and a bit of tools and actions to be able to do besides what you already been given underlying all this is the fact that that it is very likely that we have got got a short term crisis uh, its depth and its nature is still unknown but by by the height of the summer this event will be broadly behind us there will be a lot of things to clear up an awful lot of things to clear up and some people won't be around to clear up but um i think the thing to to keep us going is that it is um relatively short term although i guess You know, in a year's time, when the environmental conditions are right, it's going to return. Hopefully, by then there will be some cure, and we will be able to cope with it. So, um, be brave, be calm, and look for the silver linings. Is my approach. Good, good. That was a really, really, really good. So, so you believe right now we are. We are in a short-term situation, and you you believe that, that the summer will kill off, hopefully kill off uh, most of this uh, infection that's coming from the coronavirus, and we can maybe retrieve to what is normal, the new normal. So, Peter, if anybody wants to follow you and uh, pick up, because I guess you're going to be commenting and getting a, a bit involved over the next coming of weeks and months on things, and maybe you want to check in around the the index you talked about before on restaurant performance, uh, because as you say, if you if you if you can't see if you are you're winning or losing, uh, then you don't know where where you are, and as well as an operator. So, um, so so where can they find all that stuff? Right. First of all, they can follow me on LinkedIn. Secondly, my website, which is uh, undergoing a bit of a, uh, a change right now, coming in at the wrong moment. Uh, Peter Backman, FS, that's F for Freddie, S for Sugar, PeterBackmanFS.com. Um, I also tweet from time to time. And if you want to pick up the phone, I know it's only fairly early, uh, fairly old fashioned. O double seven eight five two four two eight o nine. O double seven eight five two four two eight o nine. Great, Peter. Thank you very much for for putting that out there. We will put that in the show notes as well, so people can find that information um, as they are looking for for help of different kinds. And maybe there will be some people that would like to to reach out to you to to give your get your support on anything. So thank you very much, Peter, to get on the uh, online and have a, a little conversation about what what is the situation and what to be done about it. I I wish you uh, all power and energy and and love to to you and your near ones, and hopefully you also get safe through the the next coming period, whatever long that will be. Thank you, Michael. Uh- 
and may I reiterate what you have said and, and send it back to you. Thank you very much for this opportunity and thank you very much for allowing many other people to give share their views as well because I think this is all part of the the communication, the analysis that we've been talking about. Thank you. Yeah, I think if we come together as a community, we we maybe be able to find better solutions than we would on our own. So that that's definitely our big hope uh, here from uh, Experience One Hundred One and uh, Hospitality Mavericks. Thank you, Peter, for your wisdom and stellar advice for navigating the storm. Remember, if you like some help, please reach out to Peter via Twitter at Peter Backman FS or give him a bell on zero seven seven eight five two four two. It was 07-785-242-809. And of course, we'll put this in the show notes. Please share the podcast to other industry people so they can get this great insight and advice. If you like more of this, please subscribe to one of our channel. More to come very soon. If you're not signed up to a newsletter, go to experience101.live and sign up today. Thanks to our partners, HGM, to Holar, and Vita Mojo for supporting us to get this out to more movers, shakers, and mavericks. Together, we can overcome this. Thanks for listening, and be kind out there. We need more help, call the whole town. Now let's try and get this thing off the ground. ground. All in together, let's gather round. We're gonna try and get this.